we've seen enough of Josh Bellante. <laughs> He's been around for like 14 years. <laughs> He's got a great beard. Uh, he's got a great beard. But that's not enough. Okie dokie, karaoke. Here we go with another episode of the Four Man War. You like that one? <laughs> yes, Papa. <laughs> A podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, and joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, it's Melbourne City mega fan, Andy Gibson. Uh, thanks, Jashan. Jeez, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pepped up after that spicy new intro you've got there. Oh, geez, that's uh, really, really uh, mixed things up a bit. I love it. Now I'm keen. Yeah, it's slightly changed some letters i mean nick was yeah. complaining last time we recorded so i've had to do it i've had to you know adjust and pivot Unfortunately, you've, you've done are. very well uh, damo normally here but damo is at the foo fighters so the third voice you're going to hear is that of a man who sent me a lengthy instagram reel of uh someone cooking souvlaki chicken oh, earlier oh, today. how good was it though <laughs> it's nicholas oh oh so good wasn't it though he like oh now i want all that equipment bro you know, the charcoal pit, the skewer, the Giros plates. Oh, man, just want it all. Um, and mm. uh, and it's, it's a shame we can't have Damo um, with us for the pod today. But, you know, he's on an important mission tonight, you know, helping helping fight off the foo. Fight, <laughs> off, fight off the foo, yeah. Hopefully yeah. after tonight, Melbourne will be foo-free <laughs> for another few more years. What's your favourite Foo Fighters song, Andy? Oh, give, give me a few examples and I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, that's it. Moving on. <laughs> All right. He's got, he's got nothing on luck. He's got no idea. I'm a big fan. So unreasonable. That. But a lot to talk about today, uh, as usual. We've had, um, we've had some Matildas games. We're going to chat about those. We're going to chat car sponsorships, and there is plenty of news to get through. But first, there are some games that did happen. Um, and from what my uh, co-hosts were telling me beforehand, they didn't watch any of them. So we're going to talk about Melbourne City again. This is swiftly becoming a Melbourne City podcast. That's but all right. Andy win, and I will, I will ask you both, who the fuck is Ben Mazeo? He's a bloody gun, mate. He's, a, he's the next big thing. He's, 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 the death of, he's the death of Max Caputo. <laughs> could be, actually. Could be. That's brutal. Yeah, Max Caputo's never going to get another game. I'm serious. Like, these academy prospects, there's a new one every bloody three months. And if you don't make your, if you don't make your impression, no pressure, no pressure, kids. So if you don't make your impression um, before you turn 18 at City, that's it. You're done. <laughs> Fair enough, like. Fair yeah. enough. 18-year-old is the, is the cutoff, like. Yeah, I feel like um, Boss wasn't like a super early um, shiner. Like he was a little bit older uh, before he really um, took off. So, you know, don't rule him out at 18 for old Maxi Caputo. That's because he went to my school. Is he actually, is he actually still 18? Yeah, Max Caputo was 18. Bloody hell, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think he scored his debut when he was 17. Yeah, he did. And that was only a few months ago. Yeah, I think it was late last year. But look, an important win for Melbourne City, 2-0 over the Jets. Um, Goals from McLaren and the aforementioned BJ Mazeo. I'll ask you, Andy, what exactly is Vidmar doing differently in your eyes to um, to Rado Vidicic? 
If anything, maybe it's the exact same and this was just a lucky win. He's cooking. He's, he's cooking. cooking. That's what he's doing. Yeah, the, the scientific explanation, yeah, as Nick said, he's cooking. Um, yeah, I think he's just um, encouraging the boys to play a bit more positive and, you know, um, rather than just possession football and kick it around and, you know, keep possession the whole time but not do anything with it, which is sort of what we were seeing from Rado in his last few games. I think he's really... Um, Given them a bit more of a license to to attack and um, keep creating chances. PK Paddy Kisnorbury did that extremely well when he was uh, the manager. Um, so obviously City's not right back up has to the level that they were yet? then. Do you but know? He has been, yeah, he has been sacked unfortunately. Uh, a couple of weeks no. ago, I think. Off he goes. Uh, now that Paddy Kisnorbury no longer manages manages in League League One. League One. We don't have to pronounce the club's name correctly, so it's a shame to see him go from FC Troys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. On to get a gig at, you know, uh, Lion or um, Lion. Marcel. Oh my Martial. God. <laughs> that was that took a real like loading, or, or loading, at, loading or, years of grinding maybe, on this one. Or maybe at nice. <laughs> at nice. That would be nice. Honestly. Honestly, he should he should just replace John Aloisi because Western United suck right now. Ah, uh, nah, City need him. Nah, come on, you gotta have faith in Vidmar. You just said let him cook. Vidmar's only caretaker, bruv. Oh, bruv. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise you were a wog, bruv. Oh my god, bruv. <laughs> I'm bruv. I come from South London, bruv. <laughs> I'm all these, bruv. What of it? Okay, well then, w- would you would you boys take PK coming back to Melbourne City, or would you be like, ah, oh, nah, fuck off, you left us. The middle of a season. I would, uh, yeah. I, he didn't leave us for any bad reasons. Like you know, he he had an opportunity, and he. I think you have to take big opportunities like that. So, um, yeah. If if the stars aligned and he did want to come back, and the club wanted him back, I wouldn't be opposed. But depends how Vidmar goes for the rest of the season as well. Uh, his his payroll was still coming from CFG at the end of the day, and he left her into World Cup cycle. I, That's true. I'd call it like a storm in a teacup if there was any controversy behind it. Uh, at the end of the day, like I say, like Vidmar, if he stays, he's if he stays, he stays. Like it's too early to judge whether he should be permanent or not. But he might not. He's his official title is only care caretaker, yeah. and City would be silly not to, um, you know, do their full due diligence, um, yep. and get the proper permanent manager for next year going forward. Yeah. And if that's if Vidmar succeeds in his audition, then. And and the stars align, then it's not the stars align, you know. Yeah, I hope they um learn their lesson. They learn their lesson from from Rado because he was caretaker originally uh, until the end of the season, but they signed him just a few weeks in um, for three years, and, and yeah. now he's sacked two games into this season. So I hope they give uh, the full season before they make any decisions like that again, and don't just sign Vidmar, you know, next week for for three years actually see how it goes and yeah, then yeah. if yeah if he does well they can sign him at the end of the season give him a chance to set up a culture first give yeah. him a chance to see if he can actually win in a, in a grand final or, or crumble under the pressure. Vidmar yes, has probably got too. the better chance to have a more successful audition because what's the other guy's name again I forgot Rado Rado Vidicic Rado Rado Vidicic bloody yes, hell mate <laughs> mate we sacked him we sacked him a whole year ago get over it um <laughs> It was about three weeks ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and three weeks ago I was in Italy, so what of it? <laughs> oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. Okay, for 
fucks. Um, with Rado, when he took over from Paddy Casnorbo, he had like City firing on all cylinders. You're not going to be able to improve that team much. In fact, it's probably going to drift down the ladder a bit, which is what happened uh, with the calamitous fail that was the 6-1 six, six yeah. final. Uh, with Aurelio, he's gotten... He's picked up City from its lower spot. I think I heard a stat that City hadn't been on the bottom of the ladder at any stage, um, at, at the completion of any round since the Heart days. So oh, you, you can't get much lower than that. The, the squ- he's he's going to be fresh dealing with the squad turnover. You know, he can gel that team, whereas Rado kind of, like, if he had the best, you know, he was managing the best City squad in years. You mm. know, it's, it's not hard. It's so, like there's a ceiling to improvement, so uh, yeah, it was a mistake. It was a mistake to just sign him up in the first place, and I think they just wanted to annul the mistake essentially. Good stuff mm. there from Nicholas. Good stuff indeed. Um, yeah, a bit of a wait and see for Vidmar, but I think so far, yeah, so decent. Two wins, a draw, and a loss in these four games in charge of Melbourne City in yeah. the A League, and I yeah. believe they're top of their table, the top of their group in the ACL. No, that's equal second. Second. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, tight. Like, the, yeah, they're not guaranteed. They, they, they're not guaranteed um, qualification just yet. I think they need a win and some luck to go. For, they need. I think they just need a better event. Um, event for it, Kofu. Fun fact: they played in Japan the other week. My parents were in Tokyo the same night. Didn't want to go. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah, I said. I said, and they were staying near the stadium too. I was really? Like, could have gone. Yeah, they could have given them one of your city shirts and they'd get on the broadcast. Yeah, turns out dinner reservations are more important. Um, you got to get some good, nice sushi in have, Japan, mate. Apparently they have good food in Japan. Um, I've heard the rumours, yeah. Who would have known? Who would have thought? Who would have known? All right, before this becomes a travel podcast, there are other games <laughs> that happened as well. And not everyone on this pod is a Melbourne City fan. So I would like to take a moment to mention how fucking good Brisbane Roar are looking right now. Let's be real. Is it necessary to come into the mic for that? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Get closer. Uh, you go up against, at the time, the league leaders in Western Sydney. Two all draw at uh, at Suncorp Stadium with at least 300 people there. It was pumping. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It, it was fun football. It, it's been really good. Ross Aloisi, I think, has us playing really, really well. Uh, Miller Yuznich is having his best season ever. I've, I've never, I, I didn't know he had this much talent, quite frankly. Um, and the young players are contributing and stepping up, and it's been a, a very nice symbiotic relationship so far. Symbiotic. There at Brisbane. Yes. Yes. Nice. Symbiotic. I don't know. It just came to my head, mate. doesn't even make any sense. But uh, I will ask you a question, Andy. Which yep. team has surprised you more, the Wellington Phoenix or MacArthur? I'd say Wellington, considering the uh, the start of the season, I had them finishing bottom of the table. Um, so yeah, they've surprised me very much. Currently sitting on top of the table, so I could not have been more wrong. Well, to be fair, Andy, um, Wellington Phoenix was a team that you did the most um, most research of an opposition uh, going into the season. Um, that's other true. than Melbourne City, uh, that's a good we played against Cannons them. Yeah, reserve. that's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saw them in the flesh before oh, yeah, the season. Good, play, good, like. good servers there in Oakley. Very good servers. Good memory. We then. always we always fall back on Suvlaki chat. Uh, God damn <laughs> I've it. I've had a Suvlaki since I got home. But genuinely, uh, three burning questions. This is my, my first one, and I'll ask it to both of you. Three burning questions. How are Wellington this good? 
Top of the table, clear by two points. They haven't lost a game yet. Um, two, two, it's a two-horn question, and can they sustain a title fight? Whoever wants to jump in, mm. you can. Yeah, I mean, um, I think a, a big part of it is uh, Alex Pulse, and I um, think I spoke about him mm. a bit last week. Just been um, extremely impressed with him this season so far. I know it's early days, but um, he's been a yeah, bit of a diamond in the rough for, for Wellington. He's just pulled off some incredible saves so far, even yeah, against City, um, which was disappointing for me. But yeah, he's he's a quality keeper, and he's um, saved a lot of goals for them this season. So he's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've been scoring as well, so they've got um, quality at both ends of the pitch. Are you sure it's Alex? Are you sure it's sure it's just solely Alex Poulsen and not Jack Duncan on the bench pushing him to get into the best form to keep his position? Oh, I don't know. It's all Jack Duncan, brother. Yeah, don't know how much he's got to do with it, but if you think that, that's fine. <laughs> Hey, mate, now put some respect on Jack Duncan's name. He is the man. He was the man who came in as the signing, and he's, he's, he's putting the work in, I swear to God. True. He's, once Paulson moves right. on overseas to Europe, Duncan's going to take off in the A-League. You watch. Yeah, he'll be great. Uh, Nick, do you think this team can actually um, sustain a title fight? Like, are they going to be there come the end of the season, or is this just a bit of an early season Oh, bloody hell, mate. I don't know. It's bloody round <laughs> six in the A-League. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry for us. And this well... is the format wall where we discuss things. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you any more questions from now on. This is just me and Andy chatting back and forth. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. You rat. God any any servers chat will come to you, Nick. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Thoughts on chicken souvlaki, sub- boys? Oh, <laughs> Nick, over to you. Uh, yeah, I don't mind a good chicken server. <laughs> My favourite part about the souffle is not just the meat, but also the bread. I think the bread's important. <laughs> okay, the bread Good is bread important. Matters. Good bread does matter. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, <laughs> other games. Sydney beat Perth three goals to two. There were some cracking games in that one. Go check out the Ollie Bazanic goal if you'd like. That game went by lightning quick, you could say. Oh, oh you could say that. But what makes you say that, Nicholas? What a thunderous segment to the peak A-League Moment of the week. Peak. 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 Peak A-League moment of the week. Fuck, I meant to say segue. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Carry on. This is good enough. This is good. You got this. I'm proud of you. Good segue. I hope you have your peak radars on because this peak A-League moment is a bit, is a bit shallow, but it's surging towards glory. <laughs> is this you never a... watch a sports broadcast, right? And you're watching the cricket. And the cricket's like, you know, you got Rupert Murdoch pumping in millions, putting cricket behind a paywall, you know, just 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 like the good old days where you had the EPL and the A League. Um and, and they, they'll have when the rain delay is happening, always in Sydney, because that's the place is a shit hole, um, they'll have the radar from the bomb straight on. But out we have, I think it was Garby. PK League moment, Paramount Plus. He just holds his phone up to the, holds his phone up to the camera with the radar. Could have been literally anything on his phone. Could have been, you know, <laughs> could have been um, like literally, literally anything. He could have been listening to the Four Man Wall for all I know. <laughs> you could have photoshopped a picture of uh, Andy Harper, um, you know, pointing <laughs> at the line. I hope not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the PK League moment, yeah, it's a shallow one. I got to be sorry, dear guys. Weak talent, Paul. 
all shallow, no substance. Yeah, and but also a credible shout-out to Andy Harper on Sunday afternoon um, for just completely lambasting the Newcastle Jets for being shit all afternoon. Yeah, he was... Uh, all he talked about all he afternoon. He was quite scathing. He was like, he's like, he's like, why are they so shit? Why are they so slow? It's like, that's just bad defending. It's like, well, credit to McLaren, but that's the Jets are just shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he had Wait, more... What was the actual first P-League... What was the actual A-League... The peak moment of the week? It was the Raider. It was the, the Raider. Raider. That was it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, good shot. I, I, th- I like that. I like the pizzazz. I liked all the puns you did. They were very good puns, I will say. Uh, I put in more effort than the A-League sometimes at being peak. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm sure they're not trying to be peak. I could have I could have just done no peak A-League moment for the second week in a row, but... Nah, give the people you know, some like, content. It would be... It'd, It'd be dire straits if we were down. That came, that came across smoothly. I liked it. I'd have to call a peak A-League drought if that happened. Yeah. We'd have to go into... A recession. We'd have to go into... Yeah, yeah we'd have to go into peak A-League restrictions. <laughs> uh, no peaking your A-League um, between 9am and 6pm, only in the early mornings and evenings. No, there's a there's a seven there's a 17-year-old kid who plays on Sydney. His name is Zachary DeJesus. Really? His last name is De Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Zach De Jesus. Yeah, right. How good. Has he played any minutes lately? He played he played against Perth. Yeah, oh. he came on for a little bit. Seventeen okay. year old kid, Zach De Jesus. Good on him. Uh, but yeah, some other games uh, just to quickly run through, um, if I'm not mistaken. MacArthur, the Bulls, ring the motherfucking cowbells because they beat Adelaide four goals to three. Uli Davila running rampant. Did you guys he's see a anything? Great from... player. I love Uli Davila. De... Yeah, he's Davila. Davila. Davila, I think. Davila. Davila. He's a freak. He he was like the tipping point of when they slid down. I don't think the Bulls like staying up the top are like that surprise like getting up to the top is that surprising. Um because like they got quality players like Davila. Um and you just have like a guy that wasn't like, you know, just like the shittest coach to ever land on the A League. Um no offense. <laughs> yeah, it's but, a good eye. You got it. No, like, who, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Dwight York or Stajowski? Yes. Ah. Dwight York. <laughs> Dwight York was just there, like, for a paycheck. Every, they're all there for a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, good point. No one works for free, um, unless you're hired by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, do you think Stajowski is doing like a, a you know? a better job than York because when Sajowski took over last season we literally branded this team as a pub team they were that shit no, that, that pub team came under Dwight York um, I think true, I don't think it's Sajowski's fault I think the morale was already done like at that tipping point with um, when York got sacked or, or parted on his own ways I can't remember mm. and the, the, Davila got injured at a similar time for the season I think Davila was already injured a shitstorm who's the manager of MacArthur right now. Stajowski. Stajowski. He's still the manager. Yes. Oh, yeah, but... All right, here's here's a four-man wall, and we know all the coaches (laughs) of all the 12 league men's clubs. You're a fucking fraud, Nicholas. Bloody hell. Someone's got to be a fraud after Ryan Moon left the league. Um, (laughs) And Zads. No, no, but like... Miss Zads. But it it was a car crash season. They just needed, like, the fresh air to come in, get Davila back. Yeah, yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Jermaine's looked pretty that's decent cool. as well, and they're scoring that's goals That's why you don't see me on keepup.com.au. Yeah, fair dues. Um, can confirm 
Looks as though Ruben Zadkovic is still yet to find a new job as a head coach. So we'll follow that situation closely. Um, and then, yeah, MacArthur undefeated so far this season. Pretty impressive stuff. And then finally, now nah, nah, we're going to hustle on here, Nicholas. Victory and Central Coast, a two-all draw. Uh, Bruno Fornaroli scoring quite possibly the sexiest goal oh, I've ever banger. seen in my entire life. Cole, Cole yeah. had a good goal too. Yeah. Uh, well, nowhere near Fornaroli's, no. but, uh, you know, like a good like uh, a good goal, you know, for a young striker. Mm. It was good hustle. Excited to see some striker. of that uh, Alu Kual that, you know, that we that we enjoyed and appreciated before he went to Stuttgart. It was a real Andy Gibson at futsal, scrappy goal. You know, you chase down the <laughs> defender, you catch him by surprise with your pace, you grab the ball, have a little dance and slot it into the back corner. It was beautiful. It was <laughs> I'm flattered. I don't think I've ever seen Andy score one like that. And we I haven't played futsal in three years, Nicholas. <laughs> I think Andy scored, Andy claimed a goal once that brushed his back leg on the way into the net. Yeah, you take you take what you can get, mate. Yeah, you take whatever exactly. you can get. The only things you were brushing with the ball during futsal was my nutsack, quite frankly. Like, <laughs> three times, man. <laughs> Ridiculous. That wasn't a brush. That was a buddy shellac and <laughs> rocketed in. That's true. This is true. Uh, but yeah, Melbourne yeah, victory that's... also remained undefeated. So the Phoenix, Western Sydney, MacArthur, and Victory are all undefeated so far this season. Fornaroli has seven goals currently. By the way, he is just he's banging. Oh yeah, he, oh, he's shellacking. He's shellacking, mate. He's shellacking. He, he's shelling peas. He, he's like scoring like Jamie McLaren, except. From more than five yards out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> J-Mac has four, too, just quietly. But, um, True, he's cooking, he's cooking. It's good effort. Yeah, he's got, you got to be cooking. Let the man cook. J-Mac, J-Mac, you know, he's been cooking for years. He just <laughs> he just wants to have a sleep in and, you know, like, and, you know, um, put some toast in first before he gets going. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. Um, the point I was, the, the, uh, it was a lengthy segue, I'll give you that. But the point I was getting to is that we've had over a month of football and, you know, a few players have really been standing out, I think, and performing well. Andy, I'm going to throw to yeah. you for a little bit of a top five list that I've called uh, Andy's Top Cobs. I hope you guys like that name. Uh, what, what, what are our thoughts on the name, Top Cobs? I like it. It's great. Oh. Uh, I'll take that. Oh man, yeah, it's good. It's a good start, and uh, but you know <laughs> we can work on it. I, I think it shouldn't be locked in. You know. All right, all right. If he's from Nick, if he's from Nick, but I'll take the validation from uh, from Andy. Basically, it's a top five list of who you think the top five players in the league are right now, regardless of position. Just give me five names. Let's see what we got. Go all on. right. Okay. So I've got my top five here. No particular order. Um, I'll start mm. off with the the obvious one, I reckon. Bruno Fornaroli, we've just spoken about him. He's banged in seven goals yes. already. Perfect. Seems like he's scoring just absolute worldies every week. And, um, yeah. Now, that's he's... a segue, fellas. That's good shit right there. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a segue. So, yeah, that that was a no-brainer. Um, I've also got uh, Marin Yakalis. Uh, sorry, Damo. I know you're, you're not a big fan, <laughs> but um, I think he's oh. he's being quality. Um, he's had a few, you know, a few games where maybe he hasn't been the best, made a few mistakes, that sort of thing, while he finds his feet. But um, last few games, he's um, really found his feet. He's getting some really good um, crosses in. You know, he was the one that crossed it into um, Ben Mazzeo mm. on the weekend. Um, scored a nice one in the Champions League um, during the week. So he's uh, he was voted City's uh, City Fans Player of the Month as well. 
So Nicholas mm. finding his feet, I find that a bit ironic considering his he first introduction to the mainstream A League. Mainstream A League guys were that massive dive. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, not ideal. Hopefully, he can get that that out of his game. I've also Mate, he's a got. Um, He'll never get that out of his game. <laughs> there you go. You've heard it from the uh, the Croatian himself. So <laughs> must be true. <laughs> Um, all right, third player I've got in there is Alex Paulson. Spoken a bit about him already. Yes, absolutely killing it for the uh, for the Knicks uh, in goals there. So good on the uh, the twenty one year old. He's going to have a great career by the looks of it. Uh, my fourth player I've got is uh, Tolge Arslan. Uh, I think he's been oh uh, what, probably the the best signing of, uh, for the season so far for City. He's um yeah hasn't really skipped a beat. He's um really improved in the last few weeks as well, really creating a lot of chances and um yeah playing very positive attacking football and nice assist okay. on the weekend um to J Mac. So yeah he's been uh it's been quality. Fifth spot I had a few players in in mind. I was tossing up, but I've uh, I've settled on uh, Willie Davila. Willis is Davila. Ah. say it. And, um, yeah, we've spoken a bit about him already today, but, yeah, he's just um, reminded everyone uh, of his talent after a long season last year uh, missing through injury. And, um, yeah, mm. MacArthur are flying um, not just because of him, but he's been a big part of it and scored a really nice one on the weekend. Um, yeah. Those are my so top so in, your, in your book, Andy, those are the top cobs. Lovely, lovely work. Thank you for your effort. I appreciate you. Thank you. But the top five players in the league right now, no particular order, um, Fornaroli, Paulson, Yakalish, Arslan, and Davila. Correct. And I've probably missed missed someone. I haven't uh, done a heap of, uh, heap of work well, of on this, but of course, it's always you know you always miss somebody. But you got two Melbourne, two Melbourne no. City players in the top five players in the league. Neither of them are Jamie McLaren, despite the fact that Melbourne City are currently seventh. Yeah. What about what about Barello? <laughs> Brandon Barella. What yeah. about Costa Barbarusis? Costa yeah, Barbarusis. I, I considered both of them. Definitely considered both of them. What about what about what about Tommy Waddingham? Yeah, the Waddy. <laughs> no, Berenguer from Brisbane. If you got to pick a Brisbane I, player, surely. I did have Berenguer. He was very close. He almost made it in. Yeah. What about Mila Uznich? Mila Uznich as well, brother. <laughs> yeah, didn't really um consider him, but he yeah he's definitely close. Destri Irunkunda. What about Liam Reddy? <laughs> okay, we'll hand it to Liam. We'll just play, what about this guy? This guy? No, and we can't have that. We can't have that. Bloody hell. All right. Moving forward to some news, if I am not mistaken. There are a fair few headlines, but the one that kind of stood out to me, um, Shinji Ono. I don't know if you guys remember watching this guy when uh, you were growing up. He used to play for Western Sydney. Very, very talented. Heard about He's him. retired. Mm. You've heard about him? You don't remember watching him play? No, I didn't really grow up watching the A-League, sadly. True. Nick, do you remember Shinji Ono? Yeah, I know Shinji Ono. Part of that famous inaugural Western Sydney Wanderers side. Mm. 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 The man has retired. It's a loss to football. How will we ever recover, sir? I think, um, go back and watch the Western Sydney highlights. Back in the day when they had uh, Pertec Stadium pumping. Fair dues. You watch like the 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 knockout games were played in the ACL, and like there was not an empty seat. Yeah, dude, that was iconic. 
My dad actually tried to compare um, Western Sydney fans to like what are some of those rampant English fans you see in like a Leeds game or a West Ham game, etc. Disrespectful to the Western Sydney fans? Oh, you reckon so? Yeah, but they were they were another level. Like back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, back in the day, they were another level. All right, a few other headlines. Kevin Musket finishes second in the J-League with uh, Yokohama F. Marinos. I think I pronounced it right. I hope so. I hope so. I think so. Um, Zach Clough, who has four goals, three assists in six games, has extended with Adelaide to 2026. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Casey Fields is getting, it's getting there, slowly but surely. I gave my opinion on this on Twitter. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh my God, where's your tweet? I I replied to a tweet. I said, great investment, horrible location. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) But I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it how I see it. Uh, Land is expensive and football is, uh, is, uh, historically been pushed to the peripheries in terms of investment. Mm. So... Yeah, yeah, they've got to do but, what they can do. But uh, I would not... Great training facilities, but I would not want to go watch a game there. Yeah, having also, watched a game there, it took, takes a long time. Yeah. Yes, that's my main concern. takes mm. a long time, uh, especially if you're not already living on the east side. It's uh, very far out. Yes. But um, I heard there was... The people... Yeah, sorry, go on, Nick. There you go. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I thought I saw something about plans to build a stadium in Dandenong. But I'm not sure Bloody hell. whether that's confirmed. I'm not, or not too sure if I could be a Melbourne City, uh, an attending Melbourne City fan if they played in Dandenong. Um, I think it's just that they've they they won't be able to win. They can't. It's I agree. It's unsustainable to keep playing in Amy Park. Mm. And uh, I acknowledge that you put a stadium anywhere that's non-central. It's going to isolate half your fans. You can't go to the western suburbs because that's where Western United are going to be. Yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, unlucky me and fan in the Western Suburbs just going to be uh, left behind. Well, you're going to become a Western United fan, brother. That's oh, kind of the point, no. isn't it? <laughs> fuck off, Eddie. Um, <laughs> it's a bit harsh on Eddie, bro. Come on, come on now. He DM'd me asking if I wanted to support Western United, and I'm like, well, <laughs> am I going to come up? It's like, and his logic was, well, they're in, they're, they they play in your area. I'm like, well. Uh, the coach of Tottenham's Australian, and so are you. So you're gonna stop supporting Arsenal? <laughs> Good point, actually. Yeah, That's fair. a great point. Melbourne City playing Danny Long will be hard for me personally. Me, one individual in 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 the whole uh, waff, the whole uh, whole greater purpose of a football club, I must say, mm. uh, to attend Melbourne City games. Um, but I do agree they have to relocate some stage. It'll just be, um, it'll just be difficult day when they do for me mm, fair enough it might happen one day but yes uh casey fields looking like they've uh put more effort into it than uh western united great training facility though it looks like and yeah, and did. i know i know people might say oh the irony but you always like talk up western united need to play like in their new base which is also in the middle of whoop if you go on the legendary western united panoramic view but the, the difference is they have that there's actually like a master plan to have a train station there one day mm-hmm Yes, indeed. Casey Fields. One day. Casey Fields would, would never get oh, a train. Oh, yeah. It's not near the station, is it? They could one day turn it into a train line, but it will it'll be uh, big news when they do. Yeah, yeah I'm Melbourne going through lots of that. development in our uh, 
Our local town planner knows all about it, mate. You've got you've got the city's production lines on on lock, brother. I love it, Nick. Um, some other headlines: uh, Nick Montgomery in Hibernian looking to uh snag Musa Toure from Adelaide in a bit of a nice, cheeky move. Nice, nice, nice. Bit Bloody. of bit of cheeky, cheeky moose. <laughs> cheeky moose, indeed, like cheeky moose. And I think uh, an interesting one: uh, Nestri Irunkunda, he'll be loaned back to Adelaide in- immediately from Bayern Munich once he completes that move to finish when does off. He complete the move. Is it the is it a January transfer or is it a, a June July transfer? I'm not sure. Because that would make when does he that turn would 18? not make sense if he uh. I don't know. That would not make sense. It might be January, but I could be wrong. It must be January, otherwise this this Bavarian football works article is uh, very confusing. Otherwise, but I thought he's not he's not he's not old enough to transfer. Like you have to sign in front of his mum. Yeah, it, hell no, yeah. No, no, not his mum. His it was a guardian. I don't remember who it was, but yeah. Uh, no, he's born in February, so. Ah, uh, so it must be June, July. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, maybe they can force it through early. I don't know. Regardless. Oh, right. He was born when I was in grade two. You yes. know what I was doing in 2006, the year Nestor Irunkunda was born? I was playing with my beanie kids. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> make me sound that old, but, you know, like... We'll, Your beanie kids? We'll, yeah, I, I was starting to lace up at... No, nah, still an old kick, actually. Okay, moving forward. Bayern's technical director, Marco Nepe has described Irunkunda uh, in this way. So he sees it as another bumper season of growth in Australia, and then he will immediately join Bayern's first team. That is a quote. Does that sound right From to who? you, boys? I think that sounds great. Who? Sky's the limit. Who Come on. That? Let's be optimistic. The technical director of Bayern Munich. Ah. Okay. Sorry. I'm I just going to be some, pedantic some sort of weight. Is it V, technical director, or A, technical director? It just says Bayern Munich technical director. I don't know how many technical directors they have. I hate to get technical over technical directors here. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, <laughs> no, I think it's great. Let's be optimistic here. Uh, yes, there's a lot of warning signs, uh, like Arzani, uh, mm. uh, Arzani and uh, Garan Cole. Uh, who apparently is at the crossroads, apparently. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. You've seen this article? It's a good segue. <laughs> I've seen that article. But, yeah, and also I believe that technical director compared him to Alfonso Davis. Yes, and Jamal Musiala. Musiala. Uh, yeah, I think Bayern Munich is a good place, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They're not they're not afraid to play their young young players, and it, it typically works well for them. But you mentioned Except it. Except for Sarpet's sign. Yeah. Bloody hell, mate. Sapit Singh. Yeah, Sapit Singh. There we go. Uh, you mentioned it. Uh, Garan Kual has struggled in his most recent loan spell at uh, Volund- Volundum. Is that how you pronounce it? Volundum? Voldenham? Voldenham? Voldenham. They're last in the Dutch league. He's scored one goal uh, in roughly 650 minutes of playtime. Has not performed well at all. And uh, some... Volendam. Volendam. There we go. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. And it's, you know, some people are starting to raise questions over whether he can make it in Europe. Um, which is, you know, harsh. He's only mm. 19 still. But my second burning question, uh, could Garankwal be the next Daniel Arzani? And that's to you, Andy. No. Oh, that's a tough question. Oh, I hope not. I really hope not. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, 19, he's still so young, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I'd hate to see him just get, you know, chewed up and spit back out and end up in the A-League again. But I think, you know, obviously Arzani, a big con- contributing factor to, to him was the, the major knee injury. Um, mm. So luckily, Qual, not that I know of, um, has, you know, hasn't had any any uh, major injuries up to this point. So at least he's got that advantage over, over Arzani. Um, look, I think he was ready to, to go overseas. Uh, I wouldn't have said that, you know, he's jumped the gun and gone too early. Um, whereas I think maybe Arzani might have. I mean, that's probably easy to say in, in hindsight, seeing how it went. But yeah, where to from here? It's a, it's a tricky one. Um, I mean, you know, it's pretty cutthroat over there. How, how many minutes is he going to get before they um, lose patience and um, say see you later? Yeah. So just hope that he can, you know, if he's not contributing in the senior team, maybe he has to, you know, drop down and um, get some minutes at a lower level and, you know, prove himself again and work his way back up. But, yeah, I don't know, leaning on the side of optimism. Um, for now, I'm not going to say he's the next Daniel Arzani, but, yeah, obviously he's got a, a very long way to go at this stage. But... He is only 19 and got to have faith in him. Yep, of course. Oh, Jesus Christ. And besides, Marco Tilio is the next uh, Daniel Lazani because he is not playing for Celtic. I called it. I'm a genius. No. No, it, it's harsh. You it's did, you did. Um, he's been tra- let struggling. Him with... cook. Let him Let Marco cook. <laughs> he's struggling with injuries. He'll get there eventually. You've got to have faith in Marco Tilio. All right, uh, one last news story I want to mention, and this is a big one. All right, fellas, um, strap yourselves in, put your seatbelts on, if you will. No. <laughs> because the EPL... life on the edge doesn't need a seatbelt. The EPL has extended their partnership with Isuzu Ute to 2026. Did you say the EPL? The EPL. APL. Oh. APL. Oh, APL. <laughs> yes. Apologies. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I've, I've, I've had League. a long day. I haven't had enough coffee. I might not be pronouncing very well. And my, <laughs> my coffee's run out. But um, the ice, yes, Isuzu Ute will be uh, the APL, or the A-League's main sponsor for another, what, two, two and a half years. Now, is this really the car? I can't believe it. Is this really the car that we want sponsoring our football league, fellas? Well, what car do you suggest? Well, this is on you, brother. Mm. All right, we're going to play Split <laughs> the Wall. In light of Isuzu re-signing, what would be the best car to sponsor the A-League? This is obviously uh, Andy versus Nick. Andy, you are the reigning champion. Reigning dual champion, if I'm not mistaken. Um, The the, the segment is simple. Each competitor gets one minute to discuss to discuss their point. I normally ask it as like a yes or no, so there's two sides. But in this case, basically, you're just picking a car that you think would be the best sponsor for the A-League. Maybe it is the Isuzu Ute. Go for it. Argue your case. But any car under the sun, whatever you like. Um, and Andy Jeez. is reigning champion. You get to pick first. Let me know when you're ready. Um, 
Yeah, shit, that's a tough one. What's... I can go first if you like, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as reigning champion, I'm going to elect that Nick goes first, so I have a little bit more time to think because uh, yeah, you've caught you're me gonna, up. You're not going to have that much time to think. If only my co-hosts read the fucking run sheet, they would know exactly what this was <laughs> and they would have prepared. Alas. I think I think we should be called... Uh, are you ready? Oh yeah, are you you gonna do it? Okay, three, two, yeah. one, go. Um, I think we should be called the Holden Commodore uh, A League, um, because you know uh, peak sexiness in two thousand and five, and then stopped stopped uh, being relevant after twenty seventeen. That's it. That's it. That's your entire argument. Yeah, that's it. Fuck, short and sweet. Short and yeah. sweet. Okay. <laughs> that's a good argument. Yes. I do love a Holden Commodore though, so I'm not I'm not opposed to your yeah, argument, Danny. Yeah, we're always we're always revel in the good old days, but you know, uh, you know, lack of funding from the government yeah. uh, really uh, has caused some issues for us here. Yeah. Lack of grassroots support for the Holden Commodore really has let us down. Let's be real. Oh Jesus! All right, Andy, do you know which car you want to be arguing for? Ah, uh, look, I think I'm gonna stick with the uh, Isuzu, right? Fucking hell! All right, go like on it. then. The Isuzu U A League. Three, two, one, yes. go. All right, everyone, get prepared for my extremely well-prepared uh, argument here. I'm here to tell you why the Isuzu U A League should remain the Isuzu U A League. <laughs> because, well, you know, they, they've just got the branding on point in line with the A League. You know, it's uh, all their advertising. It's uh, it's quite family orientated. You know, you see the the happy families get in the nice big Isuzu Utes. You know, it's they want to market the A-League to families, so, you know, that's 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 one reason. Um, what else? <laughs> Everyone's always having a good time in a nice Suzy U, you know, going camping, driving on the beach, all this, you know. You know, people want to have a good time at the A-League. Um, yeah, it's just like a nice, you know, modern modern feel. You know, it's, it's, it's part of the times. It's not like an old car like the Holden Commodore. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like the A League yeah. is hard at times. <laughs> yeah, totally, mate. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've got. That's time. That's time. That's time. Um, <laughs> Andy, name one positive thing ICU it's done for the A League. <laughs> if you could name one good thing they've done, apart from their family-friendly ads, a car. Uh, it's they have Ute. provided financial support. <gasps> they have. They yeah, have right. a car sponsor. There was one <laughs> season where they didn't have one. It was just the A League. It wasn't. That was in between Hyundai and Isuzu Ute. Yeah, how did so, neither of you just want to like just Alex- make the argument to go back to Hyundai? Surely, it was Hyundai for ages. It was a uh, like pretty, pretty much the whole history of the A League yeah. in the last few years. It's been Hyundai since the start, wasn't it? Yeah, a long time anyway. Uh, we uh. Uh, you could have like at least referenced, you know, the little mini Isuzu Utes that bring the balls oh, in true. for the final. <laughs> true, yeah, you iconic. fucked up, Andy. You shit. Yeah, <laughs> I could have got points on both sides. <laughs> hey, don't need to be aggressive, Nick. And also, neither of you mentioned the Holden Cruise, which I was expecting to get brought up, but that's okay. Nah, shit, car. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, right, mate. And got you to the back, back. To and from the middle of the country without a single breakdown. Yeah, shit, that's true. Tr- treated Jeez, you well then. about that. <laughs> okay, so I've what got a 15-second joke about how shit the A-League has become. Um, and then Andy's just basically described an Isuzu ad. Um, 
He's, been, he's, he's left Paramount Plus on too long. Yeah, look, honestly, yeah. he forgot to turn it off. It just plays, it's like Australians need to go their own way. They can't yeah. afford not to. I, I liked the confidence exactly. and the strength that Nick entered this with. So I'm going to go with Nick. The Holden Commodore oh, Alien from yeah. now on. There we go. I'm finally no longer the reigning champion. The yeah. burden's off me. I think two-time reigning <laughs> champ is the longest anyone's ever been the reigning champ. So congratulations, Andy. I'm proud of you. But, Thanks, uh, man. I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. But I, Suzu, yeah, no good. Oh, by the way, um, just on ratings on Saturday, the WD, the WBBL, 170,000. The Matilda's Game, 166,000. Peppa Pig on ABC, 97,000. And the Isuzu Ute ALM on 10 bold, 21,000. So The Sunday well. or the Saturday all... game? Saturday. Oh, yeah. Well, that game was rain delayed, man. Like, mm. come on. Is that, true? Is, that like the, is that like the peak um, audience like the, at one time or is that total across? I think, I, don't, I think it's peaks that they do. The, it, there's not really any detail, but um, I just wanted to throw Peppa Pig in there because I think, let's be honest, we all want to talk about Peppa Pig from once in a while. Are you team... <laughs> sure. Are you team Peppa Pig or team Bluey? I'm team Peppa Pig. Blue, Bluey is overrated. Yeah, well, it just shows your age because Bluey wasn't <laughs> around when we were kids. <laughs> That's true. Although I do like the Bluey's Christmas they've set up in the Burke Street Mall. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. It's lovely. Um, but, uh, the number two on that list of ratings was the Matildas game versus Canada. There were two of them, two friendlies, and we'll, we'll finish off the show by talking about this, even though it's, you know, it's going to be a bit of a somber conversation because we lost these two friendlies, six goals to nil, um, combined total, not, we didn't lose each of them six nil, we lost the first one five nil and the second one one nil, so six nil combined, if that makes sense. Um, did either of you guys kind of follow this or, or, or watch them or, or see what happened? I uh, saw what happened. Unfortunately, didn't get the chance to, to watch either of them. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the 5 nil ones are a bit concerning. But from what I gathered, it was quite a experimental team. And yeah. um, they, they played with the, the lineup a fair bit. So, they did. You know, um, we did beat them in the World Cup. So I don't think it's time to raise the alarm bells too much. But, you know, these are the games you want to try new things. And obviously it didn't work great for the first game um but yeah basically played like a second team and and didn't start any of your usual um usual i guess the word what's what i'm looking for usual suspects in the final starting lineup yeah that's it yeah and the one nil loss like i I did watch it and we only made one substitution the entire game what jeez is that rado coaching or (laughs) this is this is a friendly when you can you know canada made six substitutions Sorry, five substitutions, I should say. And just very, very odd. Very, very odd. Um, the, the, the player was kind of tepid. Um, all the players seemed tired and just a little bit like they weren't really putting as much effort in as you'd expect, which is fair enough. It is a friendly, but it yep. did have a bit of a feeling of like, we're not really playing for Gustavs in right now. And I've seen a, a fair few people. There's a lot of, dis- there'd be a lot of distractions at the moment. Um, it's true. You know, with his future, I'm just speculating. I don't really know, but um, he was linked to the U.S. Uh, women's team role. Just started, yes. Yeah, until they signed Emma Hayes, mm. um, and now he's been linked to the Swedish men's team role. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Interesting. Because like my third Benny question was uh, for Nick: Is it time to get rid of Tony Gustafsson? But maybe he's just going to leave of his own of his own accord, right? Um, heard Zadkovic is available. Mm. That's not, not <laughs> Can even you vague, not even vaguely funny, mate. Can you imagine? it <laughs> <Fuck> out. <laughs> Lose all hope in the materials. HR, HR would be working in overtime. Um, <laughs> yeah, they fucking would. Fist, It'd be assaulting players. Oh. <laughs> yeah, true. You'd hope you wouldn't punch anyone. Oh. Absolute madness. Um, what about you, Andy? Do you, do you? I mean, we obviously watched the Matildas play in the World Cup. Do you think Gustafsson's style of coaching is something that needs to change? Like, would we, would you want a fresh face in? Uh, oh, not at this stage. Um, yeah, obviously these friendlies against Canada weren't great, but yeah, I think it's still quite soon after the World Cup and, you know, they had an incredible run at the World Cup. So I think that, that um, you know, overall performance at the World Cup was enough to buy them a fair bit more time. Mm, um, yep. You know, obviously you can't, yeah, write off that forever, but um, yeah, again, as I said, it's only friendlies, so... Um, mm. I'm not uh, calling him calling for him to be sacked just yet. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's any need to change things up right yep. at this stage. But yeah, obviously, if those results continue, then they need to start to look at um, what they can do to bring someone else in. But yeah, not for now. That's, uh, that's a good shout. My favourite little comment here on this Reddit thread I'm scrolling through is my biggest hate for Tony is that he makes me agree with everything Harp says. Obviously, uh. <laughs> Mate, Harps is not a fan of Tony Gustafsson. Yeah, I was. I'm. On, I'm on this uh, Australian women's football fan group, and it's um, mostly like new wave Matildas fans in it, and some old, uh, older generation uh, Matildas fans. Um, mm. And one of them's just like, I hate the negativity of Andy Harper. <laughs> why, why is he just negative? So obviously, you know, two different, two different perspectives on the game. Mm. Yeah, uh, zero shots on target in our 1-0 loss against Canada. You can check us out on our online hub media on our Instagram and www.onlinehubmedia.com as our website. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, all that shit. Um, I believe this is the end of the pod, unless you guys have something else you wanted to talk about. Uh, I just want to say I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, we've got an interview with Stefan Mork and Ben Garuccio coming up. Uh, four Man Wall Friends. <laughs> four Man Wall Friends is actually pretty good. I like that. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right. What about you, Andy? Any any parting comments? Nah, go City. Final Champions League group oh. stage this game. So, Australia, get behind us, you know, with the only, only um, team in Australia representing the country in the Champions League. So, get Poor behind Manuel. us this Tuesday. Neutral and balanced media option. <laughs> <laughs> As always. That's what it's all about, mate. That's what it's all about. All right, fantastic. Um, this has been a fun episode. Thank you all for listening. This has been the uh, Full Men Wall. Thank you all. And the second voice you'll hear is that of a man who just made toast. I want to know what kind of bread he uses. On X, he's player of scopes. Here, he is Damon Serra. On X, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a new one. Uh, well, it was white and Ooh. with some Nutter X and a little bit of Vegemite on top. 
Wasn't expecting the Nutalax call. I'm not going to lie to you, Damo. Yeah, the Nutalax. Wow. Healthy. What brand of what brand of white? Uh, home. <laughs> I think a home. It was a home brand. So uh, I think it was from a yeah, fruit wow. shop, actually. 